This is an extra episode of the A2 Schools podcast of a recent presentation to the Ann Arbor Public Schools Board of Education. We can move on to the consensus revenue estimating conference. Thank you, President Guides and trustees. We have uh, it really um, the starting line of the annual budget comes in mid-January. Um, uh, school folks like us actually get excited about these days. Um, and mid-January is when the state does their revenue consensus. Now, Ms. Minnick attends those sessions, and I'm always standing by waiting for her text as to what's coming out of it. Because from that starting point, then our budget season flows from the state revenues to school revenues. Not very far uh, disconnected. So we've asked Ms. Minnick to bring for us the summary of this early point in the process. I do want to caution the trustees, and you all are aware, uh, it is very early, and this is a roller coaster, um, and so we probably have some more twists and turns. Wouldn't you imagine, Ms. Minnick, before we get to that end of May budget? Yes? I anticipate we will. Yes. Very good. <laughs> Carrie, take it away. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Swift. Uh, as Dr. Swift mentioned, yes, I, I attended the Consensus Revenue Estimating Conference. It was held uh, January 13th, uh, and I want to share with you this evening uh, why that conference takes place and, and what are the purposes, what are the takeaways from this conference, and what does it mean uh, for schools and for specifically Ann Arbor Public Schools. So also, as Dr. Swift mentioned, this is just the first step in the uh, process for developing next year's budget. It also helps inform this year's budget as well, and we'll talk about that momentarily. Uh, but first of all, the, the why. The why is because we have a statute that requires this conference. And when we think about the Consensus Revenue Estimating Conference, it's helpful if we think about those words in reverse order. It is a conference for estimating revenues and reaching consensus on those revenues. So Public Act 72 of 1991 requires the director of the Senate Fiscal Agency, the director of the House Fiscal Agency, and either the state budget director or the state treasurer to hold at least two of these revenue estimating conferences each year, held once in January and once in May. It does allow them to call an additional conference at any time. Those are fairly rare, but we did have a, a consensus revenue estimating conference, or a CREC for short, uh, in August of 2020 during the pandemic. So the purposes of this conference is to reveal and update the three agencies' independent economic and revenue forecasts for the current and the next two years, and also to reach consensus among those groups on revenue forecasts to be used in preparing the state's general fund general purpose budget and the school aid budget. Specifically, this January 2023 CREC provided revenue forecasts for the state of Michigan's fiscal years ending September 30th of 23, so that's this current year's fiscal year for the state, 22-23, uh, and then the next two years, ending September 30 of 24 and September 30 of 25. And it also informs local school district budget planning with a derived state aid index. Uh, but we'll talk about that uh, in, a, in a future slide as well. So just a very high glance of the outcomes of, of the CREC. 
projects improved revenue estimates over the, the most recent conference. So the most recent conference was in May of 22. So those forecasted revenues in May have improved, both in the general fund general purpose and the school aid fund. And they do anticipate substantial year-end balances in the fund balances of both of those funds and for all three fiscal years. Taking a closer look then, in the general fund general purpose revenue estimates, each of these are improved outlooks, as I mentioned, from the last May conference. In this current year, the state is anticipating a 2.8% decrease over prior year's revenue. And that's okay. That's what has been budgeted and what is anticipated. Uh, but the forecasts and the projections uh, indicate uh, a better outlook from the last May conference. Next fiscal year, they anticipate a 2.1% increase over this year's revenues. And then again in 24-25, a 3% increase over the 23-24 revenues. In the school aid fund, again, improved outlook since the last revenue conference. So again, a decrease in this year's uh, revenues in the school aid fund by 1.1%, but anticipated to to have a decrease, but a, an improved outlook. Uh, and then a 1.2% increase over the 22-23 uh, revenues in 23-24. And then in 24-25, a 2.3% increase in revenues over 23-24. So improved outlooks um, and just that steady incremental improvements year over year. Some additional information around those projected revenue decreases this current year. In the general fund general purpose, it's the corporate and Michigan business taxes that are driving that decrease. And then in the school aid fund, income and sales taxes. So why is that? We know that in, during the COVID uh, years, we had certain federal economic packages that helped boost uh, some income taxes because of uh, unemployment uh, benefits or other uh, job programs, and then of course um, sales, some uh, sales tax decreases because of some of this shift from uh, purchases of goods back to services. You recall during COVID, um, we had um, we had lockdowns. Uh, people stayed home. They started to maybe play board games at home, buy board games as opposed to going out to a movie and pay for a service. So those goods have sales taxes. Services don't. So we're seeing this swing back to consumer spending in services, which has a, a, a depression on those sales tax revenues then. And then uh, the economics, the economists rather, uh, do anticipate a mild recession, mild recession yet this calendar year. But in 23-24 and 24-25, those revenue increases are anticipated uh, mostly because of uh, improvements that they anticipate from curl tape curtailed inflation at the end of this year, and slow incremental but steady growth in retail sales, vehicle sales, and job gains. So some of those economic indicators there for those revenue increases and uh, decreases for this year. So what are the implications for school funding as a result of these revenue estimates? It's anticipated that school aid fund revenue and pupil counts uh, will have a, a positive impact on the school aid index formula. 
So the school aid index is a formula uh, that projects, uh, it takes that um, revenue and the pupil count forecasts, and it results in an indicator, an index, for next fiscal year of 1.011. And that is equivalent to a 1.1% increase than in foundation allowance. And in 23-24, the index reveals a 2.2% potential increase in state aid. Now there's uncertainty and unknowns that remain. Uh, those revenue and pupil count forecasts, of course, remain to be seen. And we don't know quite yet the House, the Senate, or the state budget priorities. Now today, Governor Whitmer did uh, reveal the executive budget, and we'll talk about that also. Uh, but some of those uncertainty and unknowns remain, and those are just what we call forecast risks. Does the uh, so the legislature has they they have the power to say we're going to lower that per pupil or raise that per pupil? Correct. Even if our projections look good as far as sales tax, they have the power to to adjust that. That's right. So yeah. as part of the budget process, the executive budget is the first budget typically to be revealed. Uh, that was today, and then the House and the Senate will reveal their budgets, their proposed budgets. Uh, oftentimes it's March, April, May. Um, just in the most recent years, it's been April, May. Uh, so once those budgets are um, prepared and publicized, we'll understand more about those priorities and where they um, uh, want those dollars to go. And then once all three of those entities arrive at consensus, which typically happens after the May revenue estimating conference, uh, they must reach consensus, and then that is the state aid bill that we are familiar with that happens uh, sometimes in June, sometimes in July. Um, and then it is in that legislative process then that we come to know the foundation allowance. Mm -hmm. So revenue forecast risks. Projections varied across the three agencies. In fact, the Senate's revenue projections varied widely from the House and the state administration's projections. Um, yet, all, of course, all three arrived at consensus. Um, and then another risk is that um, MCL 206.51 sub 1, it caps income tax revenue growth to 2021 level starting this year in 2023. Meaning, um, there's a, a formula behind the scenes, uh, but there is starting to be implemented this year a cap on income tax revenue growth. So that could negatively affect revenue projections, although those projections do take that into account. So some, conclusion, some conclusions and takeaways then from the Consensus Revenue Estimating Conference. The results of this conference indicate improved revenues in both the state's general fund general purpose and the school aid fund over the last projections. So uh, a better, more positive outlook, um, yet revenues are on track as planned to be somewhat decreased this year over the prior year, yet increases in revenue over the next two years. The governor's priorities will be and have been disclosed just today in the 23-24 executive budget. And that is typically released right around this time in early February each year. The House and the Senate 23-24 budget versions are anticipated in April or May, 
And then consensus on revenues and resulting budgets will likely occur after uh, the May uh, conference. The forecasts then are favorable for continued or at least very slightly improved people foundation allowances based on that school aid index. And we did see in today's uh, executive budget proposal, I tried to tune in uh, where I could in between some meetings, um, but we have heard some positive things for schools in that executive budget. And we will talk more about those at future board meetings. Um, but, and I do need to do some research and some reading and understanding of what was uh, proposed today. Uh, but some of the themes um, that we heard today were around academic supports, um, pre-kindergarten, uh, teacher and staff recruitment and training. Uh, we also heard about uh, student wellness, uh, free breakfasts and lunches. Uh, we heard about mental health and socio-emotional health. Uh, we heard about additional funding, uh, perhaps that weighted funding approach methodology for at-risk students, English learners, special education, rural districts who have increased transportation costs oftentimes. So those kinds of things, those themes are very positive for, for school funding uh, for fiscal year 23-24. So those are the over, that's an overview and some uh, high-level takeaways from the Consensus Revenue Estimating Conference. If you have any questions, I'm happy to take those. Thank you. If there are no questions, I think we can move on to the preliminary 2023-24 budget timeline. Thank you, Madam President. Uh, we look at the timeline every year at this time of year to just refresh ourselves on the steps that we take. Trustees, you well know that you're required to pass a budget for the 23-24 school year by law by the end of June, and that often you are passing a balanced budget without all of the information that you need. Information we won't have, like 23-24 enrollment, for example, and other key and critical items. So it does sound like there perhaps is uh, there's an opportunity for optimism, Ms. Minnick, and yet we will be guardedly optimistic. Um, as you see this timeline, you will see that we will do public hearings. Uh, we will do a board study session. We will ensure that you all are immersed in all of the information you need uh, to make the very best decisions for our budget. So Ms. Minnick will kind of walk us through those things that have been our practice and those things that are required by law. As you <laughs> noticed on your board uh, proposed calendar, the last Wednesday in June is a three-star uh, religious holiday. So we have often kept that last Wednesday as a fallback, Ms. Minnick. And I just wanted to note in this introduction that we don't have that fallback this year, so um, unless it were to be an emergency. So we'll just know that going in and, and ensure that we're well prepared. So uh, walk us through the timeline of all the steps we're going to take between now and that great day and the end of June where we have a balanced budget passed. Very good. Thank you, Dr. Swift. Uh, as we introduced the Consensus Revenue Estimating Conference, we said that that was the first step to this budget development process for next year's budget. And in fact, it is the first item listed. So January 13th kicked off the budget season, if you will, for our next fiscal year, next school year. 
The release of the executive or the governor's proposed budget occurs in early February, today as we mentioned. And then the release of the House and Senate budgets. Uh, here I've listed March, April. Um, I think that would be closer to April, May. Uh, and then at that time, we will have a board budget study session so that we can provide to you the latest information that we have on all the budgets that may have been released by that time, uh, things that we're hearing through uh, our associate groups in terms of maybe the Michigan School of Business officials, uh, superintendent circles, different uh, uh, professional organizations that can share information and lobbyists and things like that as well. So after that board study session, then we will uh, review uh, those executive Senate House budgets uh, in mid-May once we know a little bit more and by then uh, we anticipate all of those budgets will have been uh, released. And then uh, we'll work with the trustees on those budget projections through the month of May. And then, of course, as I mentioned, that second consensus revenue estimating conference will occur. And all of those pieces will inform the building of our the building of that general fund budget as well as our other special revenue funds that require budgets as well. So then in May, we will bring forward a recommendation to approve a, a 23-24 budget public hearing uh, that is required by statute. And at that board meeting on May 24th, um, we will request approval to publish that notice, and uh, we will also review an update on the budget. Next, we will publish that public hearing notice. It is required that we publish that at least six days in advance of the public hearing, so we must publish that by June 8th. In order to have that first briefing on our proposed budgets at the board meeting scheduled for June 14th. And at that particular board meeting, we'll, we will bring forward a final budget amendment for this fiscal year. We will bring forward a 23-24 recommendation for the original budget for next school year. And we'll bring forth, uh, or rather we will hold, uh, the first public hearing on that 23-24 budget. Also at that, evening, at that evening's uh, meeting, we will recommend adoption of the millage resolution at that time uh, for, the for the various levies uh, that this district has. And then on June 21st, we will uh, have a second briefing, again, on those same proposed budgets. We will host a second public hearing. And uh, at that meeting, then, as Dr. Swift mentioned, we will recommend adoption for those budgets. Uh, by law, we are required to adopt a budget by June 30th, even without all the information, as Dr. Swift noted. If you have any questions, I'm happy to answer those uh, at this time as well. So this... So this is a clarifying question. Um, so I know that so it seems like a lot of the budgets, um, a lot of information is going to be coming in mid-May. In May. So why, and just, again, just based on history, um, why is the study session with the board done before versus after the, all that information provided? Well, thank you for that question. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to earmark April because there is a chance that the House and the Senate may release their budgets. And that has happened in the past. Um, so in that way, we're able to share information as we're receiving it so that it's timely for you. Uh, of course, if those budgets haven't been released, perhaps we may want to reschedule that at, 
as is the preference of the board. Uh, but we want to be sure we're getting that on the calendar, a front of mind, so that we can keep you apprised as, as timely as we can. I do really appreciate the question, Trustee Muhammad. The other component is that there's a lot of work that has to be done <clears throat> before that public hearing that's required on May 24th. So we really need to get the will of the board. Um, and Ms. Minnick, even if we don't have an official announcement, there will be lots of information out on the street by that time. And in order for the finance team to have a developed budget based on the will of the board and our recommendations, we really need to get at that in, in either mid to late April. It could be May 1st, but there are always some tricky business there because you've got to be ready for your public hearing on the 24th and the documents have to be posted to the website. Some, it's a long time, both uh, prior to the hearing. How many days do you remember? Uh, well, it has, we have to publish the hearing notice yeah. six days prior to the hearing. And the hearing is scheduled for June 14. Um, but as Dr. Swift mentioned, there's quite a bit of work and a compilation of those budgets that needs to be prepared in order for us to first bring it to the finance committee for review and approval, and then we move it forward to uh, the full board, of course. So typically we would do finance committee, then the full study session, then back to finance committee, and then be ready for the hearing on the on the tweet. So that's kind of the timeline. Thank but, you. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on it if it, it does change from time. Are there any other questions for Ms. Minnick? No. Thank you so much, Ms. Minnick, for Thank you. briefing us. Thank you for listening to this extra episode of the A2 Schools podcast featuring a recent presentation to the Ann Arbor Public Schools Board of Education. Please subscribe to our podcast to hear Superintendent Swift talk about important AAPS issues and more. You can find out more about AAPS at a2schools.org. <laughs>